It is Sam Sermons with another episode of What Do I Do Now? The season finale, part one. How many parts are there? I don't even know yet. Because this got real deep, and I brought someone in real special to help me out with this. So with no further ado, I'm just going to get right to it. So what do I do now? The season finale, part one. Running it, running it. Episode 25, season one, season finale. This, this is it. This is it. And I brought back one of my amazing friends. Um, this is my sister. I'm, I'm, a friend is so underselling so what it is. Yes. It's, it's much deeper than that. It's going to do this right. And, you know, coming off of the second most listened to episode, shout out to Brad, shout out to Kyrie and Kirsten for that, yes. the Elevate episode. I just saw fit that I called back, you know, Kyrie, and we had this sit down with this rosé and, mm-hmm. you know, toast to success, but also this is the moment when I'm on my own podcast. What do I do now? This is my come to the red table, come come to Jesus moment with a lot of things that it's just about to get real. me a and Kyrie bit. talked about, so <laughs> and we've had several conversations about, so mm-hmm. I'm going to hand it over to Kyrie. This is going to be the time where I get to to be the guest and Kyrie is toasting this episode so to a success. I must say well cheers yes. at first. Yes, to success. All righty then. Yeah. Um okay, we're going to take it back all the way back okay. to about 2015, 2016. Yeah, yeah. So I'll start with my little journey we'll we'll get into yours. So I moved here. Mm-hmm. Um um, summer of 2015 and you were one of the first people I kicked it with first mm-hmm. people I wanted to see because you had been what been in Atlanta for about three years by that time because yeah. you came directly after college yeah, for an internship yep. and all was well like we were going to comedy clubs we were having a good time you were showing me around the city you and Kirsten and we were just you know living our best life until <laughs> yeah I, I caught some serious feelings. Some serious very, feelings. Very serious. Quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very quickly. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember it was me, you, and Kirsten, and we were at Crew, Hookah mm-hmm. Crew. Yeah. Um, over there by Ponce. And that was your first time telling us about this special lady that you were interested in and that you had been dealing with. I don't even think it had been that long, maybe a month, maybe a couple of months at that point that you had told us. And we were like, oh, show us who she is. How did you meet her? Did you meet her in the city? And you were like, no, I met her on the ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. But you were <laughs> already kind of like head over heels. And I guess my question I never asked that I'm going to ask now was like, what made her stand out for you? And what made you fall so fast for her in that moment? Because we were just living our best yeah. life. Yes, we, we were. were. We living fast. We were living fast. <laughs> we was just starting to get established. Well, trying to get established in our careers. And it yeah. was just like, boom, I'm going to be in a relationship. And to be transparent, we had already hung out mm-hmm. with a couple of your. Yes homies past yes. friends before in the yes. comedy club with someone else who shall remain nameless yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna protect the <laughs> innocent right now because this is about me it's you know there are other it's characters involved you. but um, it went from this person this person yeah crazy trip to new orleans <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with another yeah. young lady to yeah. all of a sudden it's like boom i'm serious i gotta tell y'all about this girl all right so this individual was really different because I felt like I wasn't the real six five at that point. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could really just take off my cool with this individual, and we just really just really connected. It wasn't you know anything that I felt was forced or anything of the sort. We we just really clicked and really really quickly. It was something that I don't think either one of us was prepared for, but mm-hmm. when it happened, you know, we kind of you know went all in and you know. Making arrangements to, for me to actually head out there for the first time would have been today. I was on in this day in 2016 was when I flew out there for the first time. Jeez. And, um, you know, 
flying into to LAX and, you know, picking me up and everything is great. You know, and the thing is for me at that point in time, like, you know, you can FaceTime, you can text, you can call, but mm-hmm. that real in-person interaction um, is going to make or break the situation. Absolutely. So, you know, we head out to Santa Monica. She shows me the pier. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. You know, I... Never been in California before at that point in time. Well, I had as a kid, but not as, you know. I was going to say, not as an adult. Yeah, so, you know, just taking it all in. And we have a three-hour drive back to um, the Coachella Valley. And it's kind of like make or break. If you don't hit now, it's not going to hit ever. And at that point in time, it was hitting because we were able to both, like, really be honest and vulnerable about it few things we hadn't said to each other. A um, few things that we didn't know about each other. And, um, you know, just those, I think it was three or four days I was out there. Just had a great time. And, you know, I was kind of serious before we got there. But upon leaving, it's like, all right, I'm in. It was a uh, very, very quick, very, very fast uh, romance. But that's just what it was. In that moment, just... A lot of passion, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. We just went for it. How long were y'all talking before you made your first flight out there? Um, I'd probably say the better part of a year. It was a... Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't just some like instant, like, okay, let me get the plane ticket and just hop out there. Mm-hmm. This was, like, I'd probably say eight or nine months on and off. As you previously alluded to, you know, we hung out, you know, with different individuals that I was seeing at the time. (laughs) So, you know, there'll be times where I'm like, okay, we on, then I disappear, they disappear. Mm -hmm. But we always seem to find ourselves back in a space of, hey, I'm just making sure you're good, this, that, and the other. So, uh, you know, it it wasn't a short-lived pre-relationship, I guess. The the talking stage was pretty extensive, but again, it was kind of hit or miss whether, you know, I don't know, she had a situation going on. She may not know. And I had a situation going on, but we just seem to always find ourselves back with each other. So I remember you telling us about her, mm-hmm. us like going through her social media and was mm-hmm. like, oh, she cute. Okay. And then fast forward, however, well, actually fast forward, maybe like five or six months or so, you set us down for another conversation yeah. in the same spot at the same place to let us know that you were moving clear across the country to California to be with said young lady and Mm -hmm. I was not happy about it it was one of those like oh I'm happy for you you're my friend I support everything that you do but also I was just kind of like what the fuck are you like what are you thinking like you were having much success at the radio at the time and I felt like you were just starting to get your spark like it could turn into something major mm-hmm. and you were like no i'm gonna go i'm gonna leave now you wrapped it up in a whole like oh i have an opportunity to be yeah, on the air at yeah. this radio station and, and live out my dream but i was just like that's bullshit like and I, you're I mean, going for the job but you're really going for her so what made you want to make that decision to pick up everything that you have and everything that you know to go way out there this is my what do i do now moment for at least there's probably two what do i do now moments the first one is this one and it was a point in our relationship where i hadn't necessarily let old habits die i kept people around that i had no business keeping around Mm -hmm. kept in contact with people that i shouldn't have kept in contact with and um Got caught up in some uh, social media situations that Mm -hmm. tried to play out and blow up bigger than what they honestly were. Mm -hmm. You know, dealing with certain individuals came at a price. And I was paying that in different, different ways. But how that came about was due to several um, situationship or I'd even, you know, go as far as an entanglement because that person was going to be involved however they so chose or whatever I saw fit. It's kind of, there was a, almost an understanding mm-hmm. in that regard. And me and the person that I was trying to pursue for a relationship, um, they were like, look, um, it's going to be me or them. 
and all that you have going on in Atlanta. I'm like, I was ready to distance myself from anything negative at that mo- moment in time. And to my defense, I felt like even though I was moving forward in my career at the radio station I was at, I was also being stifled and also and also put into a box. There wasn't really much room for growth. So if you have an opportunity to start something brand new and, you know, oh, you can do this out here and it's the idea of something new and fresh and you can like, okay, I can establish myself in a whole different It's something life. that you always wanted. Yeah, absolutely. But what I did wrong with you and Kirsten was saying, oh, this is a move for my career when it absolutely wasn't. And I justified that up until probably last year and really had someone that's like, you know you move for love, right? It wasn't a career move because honestly you weren't looking at market, you know, 193. That wasn't was something on you. It was a small market. It was. It was way out in the boonies. And once it, I did my research on exactly where you were and what you were doing, because granted, I'm not in broadcast, but we're both in communication, so right. it's not that hard right. to figure some things out. I was like... Kirsten, he did not move for that job. Yeah, he is lying. He moved for her, and that's okay. Just yeah, but, and keep it a to, buck with yourself. It, it was hard to admit that because at the end of the day, I went from a situation where I had formally retired from retail. I'm making enough money from the station mm-hmm. to you know do what I need to do. I had a car payment, but that was you know low enough where I can still like shh, frolic and go as I please and this, that, and the other. And, then you get a credit line. So, oh, you're going to mess that up, too. Let's, you know, you can rock with a few things. So moving that into or really moving out the way and then thinking like, OK, well, you can be part time here and you can, you know, pick up the retail side back and get out there. and mm-hmm. You can still live, you know, get your grind. on. Uh, uh. And it was like, you know, I can I'm willing to take a step back in my potential career path for my relationship to actually try to really go full force into something. And then on the opposite side, to help that person, you know, pursue their dreams. They were, had things that they wanted to get done. I'm like, I'm down to help you get Support there. Support you, yeah. So it wasn't really anything that I was, like, thinking like, oh, well, you know, sometimes you got to take a step to the left, a step to the right. It's not necessarily a step back. It's just a step to the side because I'll still be doing something in radio. You know, we're going to make it do what it does. And hopefully at some point, you know, you can, you know, transcend back to a larger market. And, you, you know, I just envision that happening much different than what actually happened. But um, at the time, it was absolutely the move was for that person, for that relationship. And I had never done that before. So um, the idea to really try to go all in with someone, to move in with someone and to really give that relationship the fighting chance it deserved. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm in. Let's let's get this done. And that only came off of uh, the strength of the stuff I was doing here, the BS I was putting it through from the long distance and things like that. So it didn't start on the most solid and concrete ground, but the intent behind it was to actually right and absolve all these wrongs. Yeah. As we move on in the story, we'll understand that that wasn't the case. But, no. Uh, at that point in time, I was that was what I was willing to do is to give up what I had worked for here in Atlanta initially to start a quote unquote brand new life with this individual. So it was something I was willing to do. And I, I remember telling Patrick because he had just moved to Atlanta. He's like, you come on, man. I'm like, hey, it, it was um, it was hard. But at the same time, like it was a situation where it was person I want to be in a relationship or the lifestyle I was currently living, which was detrimental and toxic all the way around. I got to take complete ownership of the simple fact the way I was living at that point in time. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not something that I, I advise for anyone at any point in time. There's no excuse for the actions I was doing, what I was pulling off. Or As, what she was pulling off. The, the, okay. Granted, this is about you. Yes, this is about me. The relationship takes two. It does. Um, and so if just want to put that out there. And I will say this. If the foundation wasn't as rocky as it was, that person probably would have moved to Atlanta. That's just and what that was. And that was always my thought. Like, I don't think I ever asked you, but... My thought was just, why not? I think I did ask, like, why do you have to move out there? Why can't she move here? You already have family here. You already have stuff established here. You've already made connections personally and professionally here. 
we're here. Um, right, right. So why can't it feels like it's an easier, more fiscally responsible, economical move for her to come from California to Atlanta than for you to pick up and go, you know, the opposite direction. So did y'all ever discuss her moving here? Like, why was that not option one? I mean, it was always on the table, but I feel as if it just never really materialized because I didn't force the issue. I didn't want to force someone to move that may really not have wanted to move. And you I, I just, to I just, more so than she did. I, well, I think it was more so I was ready to escape the lifestyle and things I was dealing with here. I was ready to just literally move in like brand new me somewhere else. I felt like I had really, I would say tarnished my name in Atlanta, but I was doing enough where I'm just like, my name's coming up in places it shouldn't be coming up in. You were running uh, from your problems. That's you what were it, you running know, from your that's problems. that's something I can some say romantic, out, out loud. Yes. Some a little bit legal because some people oh, got yeah. a little I mean, crazy. We, yes, we absolutely have to you know, involve <laughs> um, Johnny Law. That's you know. So I, I remember having that conversation with you with yeah, another young lady about yeah. some legal stuff, some stolen stuff, some a whole bunch yeah. of messy stuff. That yeah. I, but yeah, it seemed like, yes, you liked her. Yes, it was good. Yes, it could be an opportunity. But you was low-key... Moving for her and running yeah, from your problems that you created Absolutely. Here. And I didn't want to admit that. For me, I didn't want it to be perceived as if, like, I failed in Atlanta. So I made sure, like, I talked whatever I had going on up. Mm-hmm. I made sure that I talked my relationship up. Even though it was on the rockiest of terms. Like, she was, about, she was done with me in so many different times mm-hmm. that... The move should have never happened. If we can, if we could take it all back and go back to that moment, and where she is now and where I am now, she wouldn't do it. I know for a fact. Like life teaches us lessons different ways. Would you and do I, it? Would I move back? I say if, you saying she wouldn't do it. Okay, but I, okay. Would you do it all over again? The same. And if so, if your answer is yes, then please explain why. Yes, because it made me uncomfortable. In so many different ways. Because if I stay in Atlanta, I know I'm either still at that station in that same position, frustrated as hell. That experience, moving, living with someone, loving that person, and being on an emotional roller coaster the entire time was something I wasn't dealing with in Atlanta. Because I would just be like, and next. But in that relationship, in that dynamic, I had to go through that. I had to be happy with that person but also disappointed by that person i had and i was also that person's happiness at one point but i was also one of their biggest disappointments so as much as i want to be like oh i want to you know i would never do that again i'm like i needed to become uncomfortable i need also have to show that i can do this outside of atlanta that was another thing where in earlier in the, the podcast season with brandon talking about imposter syndrome i absolutely felt like an imposter my first time around in atlanta it was Something that I don't wish on anyone because you feel like you're doing so much and people are congratulating you, but you're like, I'm not seeing the products of my labor. And I'm I'm absolutely not doing enough. So when it comes down to getting out there for a relationship and, you know, a new kind of restarting my career where I'm actually getting the shot on the mic and not just every other break or this, that, and the other, I absolutely wouldn't change it because it gets me to where I am right in this moment. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I would probably do it all over again. I would absolutely be more honest and forthcoming about situations because it started, it just started really bad. And I don't think we ever really recovered from it. Like me and that person was arguing cross country. Like, like it was, it was bad, but, but again, I got to say toxicity for me, it it was, but at the end of the day, like we were willing to really put that past and start brand new out there. And I think we did to a degree. I don't know if that was, you know, something that either I didn't completely go out all in on or that person didn't go all in on, but it's not like we didn't try. And that's the one thing that, you know. I can I will never take away from this person. There's a lot of people I will have disparaging remarks for day in, day out. I don't care how long. Like, I'll be in the nursing home still talking cash shit about these people. But not this person. No. Like, the way me and that person are 
now, even in our separate directions in our lives that we've gone, I can still give the head nod and it's like, I see you. And she'd be like, I see you too. And that's all that needs to be said. That's all that needs to, needs to happen. So, but let's talk but while yeah. we're, we're out there. Because there were phone so, calls that were made. So, yeah. yeah, so you move. Um, July 2016. Yes, and I was, oh my God. That night, it was over. That was we se- was lit. We went to uh, Wet, Wet Willies. R.P. to Wet Willies in Atlanta. I know, because nothing's there now. It got replaced, and even the thing that replaced it, yeah. I went a couple weeks ago, like, drive down that street, and it's not there no more. Mm. So, ain't nothing there now. But we went to Wet Willies, ate, drank, danced, lived our life, got a little tipsy. Then we went to the infamous after let out spot. The Waffle, Waffle House. House. <laughs> yes. And had a bomb time. And I think it was just maybe like as soon as we sat down, it was just like, bro, this is our last meal together. Yeah. And I think I kept it together up until we took pictures in the parking lot. Then after that, I was just like, <gasps> just like bawling, yeah. crying. And Kirsten laughs at me about it. But as soon as we got in that car together, Kirsten started crying as well. And I was just like, ugh. I felt like this person, she was breaking up the group. I felt like. And I, and I see that in retrospect. Okay. Yeah, it felt that way as your friend because a few months prior for your birthday, I think she had like come in town or something like that. And yeah. we were all supposed to like link up yeah. and celebrate you. And she was not very, from my end. Okay. It seemed like she was doing everything to keep you to herself. And okay. we weren't even able to celebrate you for your birthday that okay. year. And so I was just like, with that, and then I don't know her. I've never met her. And typically, I, I tend to meet your women so I can get a good, <laughs> you know, a look of gauge. them, approval, yeah. good yeah. gauge. And so the fact that I, you know, I never met her and that, you know, all that kind of let the bad taste in my mouth. So it was a very bittersweet, sad moment for you leaving. Moving forward. Okay. And what I say <laughs> in that regard was leaving was probably the hardest thing to do because mm-hmm. this was home. This was something that I like built and worked for and from the apartment indicator, from the renting rooms up in Woodstock and driving in for the morning show Ooh. and then finally getting, you know, downtown to Capitol Gateway and I'm living in my quote unquote penthouse. I'm on top floor, ain't no one on, on top of me. Working for all of that and then needing to get the hell on in like two weeks. Um, it was quick. It, it was a quick move. It was like, y'all, I'm leaving like at the end of the month. I was like, what? It happened quick. Bro. <laughs> uh, and that's one thing that I don't I don't regret. But what I do know is if I need to do something quick, I'll get it done. And it took, uh-huh. it took a lot to get that move done. Um, again, thank you to Brad for I'm say, shout out to Brad in. for taking over the lease. Yeah, okay, that was a big, big piece. I'm like, I can't pay for two places. I can't get that done. But um, it was just a lot at that point in time that was going on, and I just felt like that was the remedy. Mm-hmm. And I was willing to fall the sword again. When I can admit that pre relationship, I shit the bed several times, and that person was still trying to rock. And I'm like, I need to. Let this person know that I'm rocking with you the long way, so I'm willing to, you know, stay. Go all the get, way. Go all the way. Go all the way. Be Commit. 100% invested. So uh, we did that. So you go out there, radio silence, I might add. Yeah. For a long yeah. time. Yeah. You moved out there in July. I did not hear from you until my birthday. And for those who don't know, those who are listening, my birthday is Christmas. Yes. So I was just like, uh, where are you at? Are you living? Are you breathing? Like, <laughs> I see you on the gram, but I'm texting you. You're not responding. Like, I'm responding to stuff on social media. I know you're busy, but <laughs> you're yeah, not that busy. Like, yeah. I'm sits. What's going on? This is so, true. And the thing is, like, when I got out there, I changed the number. I was literally trying to start brand new. So I you did switched, change your number. I switched, went mm-hmm. from four four to seven six zero. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just more so like I. I'm really trying to go all in with this person and there was sacrifices that that person was making and I'm like, I can and will do the same thing. So it wasn't me intentionally being like, oh, I don't want to speak to Kyrie. Oh, no, I don't think so. But at the same time, it was more so like I was hyper-focused on just trying to get C-lays in that relationship. And, um, you know, we were 
doing a lot. We were doing the most. And in regards to just, like, doing what couples do, going out on dates and this, that, and the other. And, you know, when I got the job with the station, it's part-time. I'm glad I'm able to do the night situation, but that's only four hours. And then when there's a remote, that's when the other aspect of the radio situation was up. So that not being, okay, there's a hard, we got this every week until football season. You know, you got to be out here and grind. And I was working two, three jobs at the time. So there really, at that point in time, there wasn't a lot of time. It's like, I'm at the house chilling because that's the last thing I was about. I wasn't the one to be a, a, a house husband, nothing like that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, trying to pull my weight and also like, Finish situations back here in Atlanta, you got to fly back in for and go to, you know, a court hearing, things of the nature. Mm-hmm. That person that you take to court, you know, escapes because I'm outside the wrong door. So it is what it is. But all in all, that those first like six, seven months, we're just trying to get everything established and trying to get a footing because it is much different than what I'm used to. It's much different from what I'm familiar with and... You know, adding a language barrier at times. And I know I took eight years of Spanish, but I'm not fluent at all. I'm too lazy so, to be fluent. If uh, I wasn't so lazy, I could be fully, like, fluent. And also really not knowing anyone. So you're trying to, you're cool with people that work, but them are your co-workers. You don't bring them, don't bring work home with you. Right. And trying to establish a lane as a on-air personality and trying to get in whatever you can fit in. And fortunately enough, you know, I had a great afternoons person that really, really looked out for me. Thank you, Bianca for truly embracing me as your the nighttime personality because at that point they didn't have one that's one you know voice tracking it but they didn't have a physical body in there i want to say almost like two years so she was like literally holding it down and for her to not be like oh well, i don't care what you do but to really forge a solid friendship to this day especially great for her it was just a lot california is much different and then the i'm not in la like, people thought I was out in say, L.A. You're two hours outside yeah, of L.A., I'm, right? I'm, I'm in uh, the Coachella Valley, which, you know, encompasses a large amount of cities in a small environment to the point where they overlap. So, from Coachella, Indio, um, Palm Desert, Cathedral City, Palm Springs, Desert Hot Springs. I mean, it's all together. together. And it's different. No one knows you. No one, like, you got, you got to be somebody out here and, just trying to be everywhere at once and do everything you can to try to make sure you get something accomplished. So that that first six months and just like hoping for a good ratings book was mm-hmm. what it was. I'm just like, all right, I'm coming in like after I think the second week. I'm like, all right, so time to get to work. And that's basically what I did. So I let a lot of stuff to the wayside. And what normally happens where I'm going home on holidays and this, that, and the other and hanging out with my friends is not physically feasible now at this point in time because yeah, I'm three hours, is three hours behind and you can't drive that I can't drive all the way back to Atlanta I can't drive all the way back to Indiana mm-hmm. that's a day trip oh my lord yeah so <laughs> that that's and uh, the flight not yeah, cheap at all so that's that's what was happening at that point in time that first part the last part of 2016 into 2017 was grind yeah it was straight grind and how do you think that affected your relationship with her? Um, I think at that point in time, we were still feeling things out. I think that, you know, we were getting through holidays together and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I think we were in a good space at that point in time. 2017 was when issues were presented and how we did or didn't maneuver through them together and or separately. Um, so at that point in time, we was good. Okay. I'll I'll say say that that person may have a different recollection, but for, for me, your perspective, at that, y'all at that one time we were good. Yeah. Okay, so six months after you moved, that that's January twenty seventeen. So I'm yeah. trying to figure out what happened between y'all good in January twenty seventeen to April twenty seventeen. I'm driving <laughs> into work. Yeah. <laughs> When I was having a temp job and I was driving into work and I never listened to this particular radio station. You can say it's a podcast. You can listen to one of V one three. It's okay. Right. Okay. So I we, they no longer <laughs> sign my checks. So that's we can true. Like I, I never listened to V one oh three. So I was like, I'm I'm just going to today. And I'm listening and I'm driving and I hear Ryan Cameron Morning Show. 
And they are bringing up a scenario, like a relationship scenario, which I love those. Situations. The little situations. <laughs> little clipping situations. I had never heard this segment before because, again, I don't listen to a V103 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it was low-key divined. <laughs> Divine intervention or yeah. definitely designated that yeah. God was like, you're going to listen to this at this particular time, at this particular session. Because even when I drove in, I went into my office and I decided to listen to the radio station off my computer in my office, which was the first time I ever did that too. Okay. So okay. when I get into my office, I hear about this situation and <laughs> I hear a familiar voice yeah. over the airwaves yeah. and they named you Sean, but I was like, <laughs> that sounds like Sam. <laughs> Matter of fact, I know that Sam because I know my brother's voice when I hear it. Yeah, and so I'm trying yeah. to figure out what, before we get into what was said on on the air, what happened within that 90-day window for it to go so uh, good, for it to go so left? There was a moment in time where I was hoping to work and do promoting with certain clubs and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. There was a FEMA promoter that had reached out, and I presented that to the person I was in a relationship with. Apparently, they knew this person, didn't necessarily have a great recollection with them or any type of rapport, so she kind of shut that down. And I was just like, wow, like I'm this, this ain't got nothing to do with me and that person, this is but business. this is my what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. So... I ended up running into that person at Walmart, both getting our oil changed. And I'm like, oh, so what's up? And we finally rap and talk about what the possible partnership would look like. And it would be a section and a bottle. Now, me personally, I'm not in it to drink because if I'm on my job, I want the money. I'm not really looking to the, get, yeah. dr- I'm not drinking my profits out. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not wanting to carry my profits out and put that in the refrigerator. I'd rather put it in the bank account. Right. So... At that point in time, I was like, okay, cool, no thank you. End up telling the person I'm with that, hey, ran into this person today, and I, you know, just being honest, nah, I'm not really interested. Oh, she went behind my back, and I'm like, that's not what was happening, it's not what occurred, but um, it was a lot of things where I had given my number out for a text line, a text plus number. And it was on all my stuff online. It was on social media. And I was saying over the airwaves too. So if you want to text a request, you can reach me at X this number, whatever. That does not take phone calls. Just strictly text. I would get text messages saying like, oh, you sounded so good last night. I'm glad you came by. Things like that. Like knowing that wasn't ever the case. And that reached to a point where actually... Let me even walk that back. So there was a person Mm -hmm. that was messaging me Mm -hmm. that I had no business messaging back. Okay. This person then sends a snap at the moment. We are together at the movies. And I just, and she's probably going to laugh if she hears it, if she listens to it. But I'm like, we just favorite movie. I'm like, sit down. We can talk about this afterwards. And (laughs) she wasn't really having that. So she Uh, left. I'm like, bruh. I don't even remember what movie it was, but yeah, I spent two movie tickets and it wasn't a matinee, so this after the show, stuff like this. So I'm, I'm like, I paid premium dollars and this, that, and the other. Oh, and, and you're done with me right here in, in the movie theater. All right, then. All right, then. All right. All right. Why are you opening up the snap when you're supposed to be on a date with your look, lady you at the right. movie? You right. You right. But at the same time, when you hear the, the, the notification of a Snapchat, when you're supposed to be on a date, it doesn't resonate with anyone. So... Mm-hmm. That's what happened, and, you know, it's it sparked a, uh, not even an altercation, it's just like, you need to get your shit and leave. And I'm like, all right, well, that's not happening tonight, but okay. we You know, if we done, I, I will start making arrangements. So, go home, and they say, what do you think you're doing here? I'm like, I pay bills in here, and I pay rent. I'm not going nowhere. You know, we, we had a few words back and forth, but... Ultimately came down to an agreement. I'm like, I'm out here on the couch. I'm not going to bother you. I'm actively looking for a place. I'm not like, I don't have anyone I can go like, hey, let me crash right. with you. So I probably I think it was like maybe a week later, I finally found a spot and rent a room out there, get my stuff packed up and ready to go. That night, 
the night before I leave, she's like, just come stay in the room with me, you know, this, that, and the other. We wake up together, and I show her a text message from that text line saying, oh, it was great to see you last night. Thank you for coming by my house, and you did all this. I'm like, so, I'm looking at her dead in her face. I'm like, so, this is what happens, and you know where I was last night. Obviously, I've been right here. But that's, you know, what we were running into. I had a, uh, my past, unfortunately, continued to show out, even when I wasn't showing out. At this point in time, I wasn't showing out. So moving towards that Valentine's Day, I had her gift and everything. We ended up uh, spending Valentine's Day together and took her to her favorite spot. And she gave me the key to move back in. It was like a when Beyonce gave the key back to you know Idris Elba, like, okay. <laughs> and she had stipulations, and I had stipulations. And the thing is, I didn't take the key then because I'm like, I'm not 100% sure we resolved all said matters. Right. So at that point in time, we weren't together. So by the time April came, I'm just going to let the cat out the bag. They had called about, hey, can you do this for us? I'm like, well, I guess, you know, I can do this because it's like almost somewhat relevant. So sometimes on radio, you have to plant the egg and whatnot. And it's not really a real item. But with my situation, it kind of played out. And I'm like, oh, I can put a few personal things in like this is going on and that going on. Because initially, Sean was basically like, oh, so he's about to match in Jordans, and they're doing photos, and this, that, and the other. And yada, Which you were. You we, were and, team put my girl, ask my WCW every week, yeah, WCE yeah, every yeah. other. I was like, I need somebody to love me the way Sam be loving old girl. Because <laughs> if you don't know, this man was posting her two, three times a week every week yeah. without no hesitation, which I was here for. But yeah. I understand. Yeah, that was... Uh... That was, like, I'd say, the fun part of the relationship. That's the, you know, even when things are going bad, like, I know I got that in my back pocket. I know I can, you know, put the right caption under it, pick the right picture that she going to like, and, you know, remind these motherfuckers that I'm not out here, you know, doing doing extracurriculars. So, at, at that point in time, we just, we weren't together. I physically moved out of her apartment, got on my grip, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, Thugging it out, and I'm losing weight like a mug. Like after a breakup, like that's that stress loss. Woo, you either I'm, stress gain or you oh, stress I, lose. I stress <laughs> loss. Like I was looking, I was under 200 pounds at that point in time, around that time, that April, March April time frame. And it's just like you know, I we can fix this. There's ways we can. Like I just, I really believe that we were gonna come out of that, and. Ultimately, after that episode and things of that nature and, you know, hearing it play out on the air, I'm just sitting here. It was not good. It didn't sound good. It was not good on the air. When I heard about Sean, I was immediately interested because I was like, man, this this person is like being basically effed over by this girl that he loves so much and he's just trying so hard. So when I heard your voice... I was like, oh, hell no. Only because I was like, again, you ain't picked up nobody's phone yeah. to call to say, sis, I'm in trouble. My relationship is in trouble. You can't admit I'm that, though. You can't I'm admit upset. that. I'm you, depressed. You can't admit it. As it's, a man, you can't admit it. Why? It, it, I, there's one thing about me is I never want to admit failure. It's hard. It's, it's hard to even like accept because for me, that's what's driven me to success. There's not been any point in my career, whether it be going from Ball State to Atlanta with no job offers, like anything, coming out here with $300, I'm like, you're going to try to figure this thing out. You're going to do whatever you need to do. You're going to be a substitute teacher. You're going to sell shoes in the meantime until you get brought into the station and hopefully grind so hard where they get you, uh, they, you get their attention and go from there. And it's going to be a huge thing. I never, and this is something that I'll say to anyone, I didn't want to end up moving back home as a fair with a head between my tail. And it's like, damn, I really had it. I was doing something and then lost it. So when it came to that relationship, I felt the same damn way where I didn't want to let people down and like, oh, you, I love seeing you guys together and you love her so well. And this and that. I didn't want to let people down. And to me, that relationship failing 
was going to look even worse because I moved out for said relationship. You didn't want to look like a sucker. I didn't want to say, I didn't want to hold that. <laughs> That's L. what that no, was. I didn't want to hold the L. I, mean, I, yeah, say, I, I didn't want to say a sucker because at the end of the day, that person literally did all they could and still gave me chances to make shit right. I got to own that relationship failed because of me. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. Now, were there other instances that occurred that probably led to a few other instances that I did? Oh, absolutely. We're we're two imperfect people. But at the end of the day, when it came down to it, we were on two separate paths. And had I known earlier, Mm -hmm. we probably wouldn't have lasted that long. Maybe, you know, maybe me moving out there doesn't happen because the end game that I thought we once had started to change, started to shift. Right. So, it it is what it is. I got to... But... At the center of it, I was the root problem. I'm not going to say this person was perfect because they weren't. But when it comes down to it, I will take the brunt of that relationship because I was absolutely the sole starter of issues and it ultimately ended with me. Mm-hmm. So I got to take it for what it is. We rocked as hard as we could and it wasn't meant to be. Okay. So things happen on the air. And we get back together. I jump on the air. <laughs> oh, you do call in. Yes, you do call I in. I call in, which, again, divine intervention, because you know you call into the radio and you either get the business signal yeah. or somebody does answer the phone. It's like, and you're in a concert. It's like, oh, you're not the right caller, and they immediately hang up. Yeah. So the fact, so when they answered the phone, oh my God. I, I were, said. I was in the bed listening to you. I know who Sean is. Uh, I know who he really is. And then was like, what do you mean you know who he really is? And I was like, I know what his real name is. Like, I know him. Like, we're <laughs> friends. And I remember Ryan Cameron getting on the phone, and he was just like, well, what's his real name? And I was just like, Sam Sermon stuff. Um, and they were like, oh, my God. Do you have anything to say about this? And I was like, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, so me going on the air... Did that hurt or help the situation? I'm sure it did not help it so, because I was told that, you know, based off of how it was being played out, you were doing all that you can. It wasn't working out. There was um there was allegations of infidelity on her part that was aired on the radio as well, which I was taken aback because again, we weren't really talking that much. Yeah. So all these things that I'm finding out about your relationship, I'm finding out about it on the air, all within like a ten minute segment. So I'm hyped. Yeah. And I'm sure the things that I said on the air, which I can repeat, I basically said <laughs> that he, that you were too good of a man in the first place, that you had no business going out there in the first place, <laughs> that I don't really care for her all that well because I do not know her. And now at this point, are the, if these allegations and all these things are true, I do not care to know her. And what he needs to do, I was like, um, Sean, if you are listening. <laughs> yeah. This is Kyrie, and what you need to do is move your ass back home. We will welcome you with open arms. We will take care of you. We will put you back on your feet. Don't need to feel prideful. Come on back to the city. And then y'all got back together. Yeah. So, so how how did that So let happen? me be clear. Like, when it came down to this, because I guarantee this person um, did never knew about the on-air stuff. I, they, I was going to ask, did she ever hear about it, no, learn about it? No, no. And to, my, to my knowledge, this will be right now when she finds out that I aired Small Grievances <laughs> um, on the air in a whole different city with over a million listeners in primetime morning drive. Um, but, you know, besides yes, that. Besides, besides that, that. After that, it was just more so like hearing you on the air come to my defense and really like ride for me like I know you would have. I couldn't have asked for a better person to know me, know the situation from that vantage point, and to say what you said, like, I was like, damn, she's right. Like, but again, for me, the failure factor was just too overwhelming. It just, I, I felt like I couldn't come back, especially after that. When I tell you, I was posting every Wednesday, any, any anniversary. It went harder. Yeah, it, and <laughs> I, it did, and... You know, it was just something that I wasn't necessarily ready to give up on. So we ended up talking. We were always in close contact, even when I wasn't living there. Mm-hmm. Like, if she needed something, needed something done or needed something, I'm like, I'm there. I'm not oblivious, but she wasn't rocking with me in, at that point in time. But we ended up talking, trying to work things out. Like, we can give it one last shot. So moving back in and, you know, trying to make it work. It lasted for a little while. Some life changes happened. And me personally... 
I got crazy depressed. Um, as much as I felt love there in the Coachella Valley, like I feel like they really rode for me. I actually have still a large group of people out there that I know. Like, say if I just came out and did a pop up, they're going to be there off the strength of I was giving them something different. I was a real person that they could just like literally walk up to versus two of the other personalities on the station being remote elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So being like, they're not gonna meet Big Boy. They're not gonna meet uh, the guy in Middays. So if it's not Bianca, they're gonna see me. And I feel like I had a you know a privilege and an honor to serve that community. So it was great to be there, but it wasn't home. It never felt like home. I felt extremely distant from family and not able to, you know, see my mom when I need to. I had a nephew that was born while I was Mm -hmm. out in California and I'm asleep when he's being born. I got to watch his christening through FaceTime. There was a lot of things I missed in those early, early stages that I won't get back. And that's okay because that's, that's what happens in life. I've never been this close, at least in proximity to any side of my immediate family. Like my dad's family here in Georgia, so I see my uncles and aunts when I ever have growing up. But it was just a different energy in California that I couldn't shake. And then I was going to counseling. I'm like, look, because I'm not feeling 100%, mm-hmm. I'm wanting to bring you in on this because I'm wanting us to both figure this out together. We did the, I think we did two sessions. And I'm thinking we're making progress. You know, she's taking the book home and this, that, and the other. Yeah, doing the homework. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we, I think we were really putting in work. And then at some point, it kind of shifted to you're going there to break up with me. And I'm like, that's the last thing I want. I don't want that. And ultimately, like, there was a situation with a sibling that I didn't see eye to eye with. A and sibling I, of yours? Or no, no, of no, 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 no. Sibling of hers. And that was probably the tipping point of the, our relationship that moment in time. Because I know that person's extremely close to their family. And I would have never had her choose between me and her siblings, me and her mm-hmm. parents. None of that. Because I wouldn't want no one to do that to me. But um, how it really resolved and played itself out was one where we both said things we didn't mean in the moment, but there are both things we couldn't walk back. So mm-hmm. I got got my grip, got about um for the second time. And um we we had to we had to end at that point. How do you what do you think about that now? At that point in time I feel like we were two passionate people that had very short fuses. And I, do you think I she took advantage of the fact that you had nobody out there? Um, because if like roles were reversed, that could not happen here. This is true. I feel as if that was one thing I probably kept her in longer than what she probably wanted to be in. Because she was low-key not responsible for me, but she was the reason I was out there. And mm-hmm. when it came about where I'm like, we're not together, and I was kind of just saying, like, hey, you know, they thinking about, you know, bringing me back to Atlanta. Like, yeah, you should. You, I, I wish I never took you from Atlanta. She said that on a few occasions. And I tried to dismiss it, but I understand in hindsight what she meant by that because if there was anyone that was going to move here for me and it don't work, I got to somehow still figure it out for you while you're in the midst of whatever you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's hard. That's that's a that's a weight not a lot of people want to carry. And at the end of the day, she carried it for as long as she could, and it was just we just kept butting heads on the smallest of things. And when you got social media accounts popping up saying like, "Oh, you're saying this, and you're meeting me here, and this, that, and the other," and at that point in time, there was absolutely no truth to anything that was being said to her directly, to her, you know, family members that were being harassed. There wasn't. I wish I knew why at this point in time that people decide to do certain things, but or wasn't out there trying to sabotage my relationship. I really wanted it to work, and unfortunately, it didn't. That's something that I think was probably the hardest thing after we broke up. Like I was going to therapy like two times a week because it got that bad. Like it was just like, who am I now because I don't have this relationship? And that's right. what people were knowing me for. And right. th- when they saw me, they saw her. And slowly starting to take stuff down and things like like it was it was a lot. And I don't think that for one moment she just like, oh well, he got fin for himself. Like she stayed solid no matter what. Even when we weren't good, 
Like when it came down to like if it's something one of one of us needed, the other person was there. It always made me think, well, what if? Like, could we come do this and come back around? I'm just like, nah, just because we we have two different outlooks on what a future would look like, certain things that I want to accomplish that you may not have in your future five year plan. It just didn't work. And it's, you know, you can't make a circle go through a square peg. Like as much as you want it to, and it's even though it looks like it's going to go through, it's gonna get stuck. Mm-hmm. So to that person, it's just they were great. I'll never like again, that's one of the few people I will never really have a disparaging remark about, but it just so happens that me and that person is met at the wrong time. And just really in between trying to absolve myself from my past, the past is I didn't completely eliminate my past. That's the difference between a then and now. Whereas now, well, we'll get to now in a little bit. We'll get to now. Yeah. As Drea says, your your wholeness can be deleted. And yours was not. It kept popping up like a virus for sure. So, that relationship is over. Mm -hmm. Um, You're making steps to coming back here. I remember you had came to Atlanta February 2018. Mm Mm-hmm popped up and was like I'm in the city come visit and that was the first time you had told us that hey I think I'm about to move back yeah. and me and here's the well me for sure I was <laughs> extremely excited I'm like about damn time like it just felt like even though you had hadn't even been gone well you had been gone a, 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 a good amount of time mm-hmm. a year and a half but it seemed like so much longer than that. So what made you want to come back? And how exactly did you transition from what you were doing out there to coming back to the A and doing what you're doing? Well, it looks like you're going to have to wait for part two of my season's finale. And just because I love y'all so much, I'm going to give it to you this week. You know, got to keep the cliffhanger real, but you ain't going to wait a whole nother week for it. March 4th. That's when I'll give you that part two. And it gets deep. Some life-altering moments are still on the way. I promise you, this first season's been a ride, but no one, myself included, are ready for how I'm going to close this season. This has been What Do I Do Now?